Good evening. Thank you for coming to Hillside this evening for our America Praise series. Um, uh, my, our theme today was Thanksgiving. Uh, and I, the article I wrote is a true American holiday since its inception in 1621 started with the Native Americans who helped these settlers, English travelers, seeking peace and harmony and religious freedom and the ability to survive in this new world. Banquets of food and good, goodwill toward one another was the starting point of their festive gathering. Much as it is today, an American happening of happiness. And when they gathered this Thanksgiving day, God was thanked for getting them to their new home. I'm sure they must have discussed all the hardships that they endured along the way. Sickness, loss of life, many insurmountable hardships, all these negative, negative things thrown at them. God brought them here and showed them the path to take, and he does that with us today. We all have free will and a free mind to choose the right path. Always remember, thanksgiving is between God and us. He is foremost in our minds and in our thoughts and in our hearts always. We have a lot to be thankful for each day through the Lord Jesus Christ. <clears throat> now, if you will please stand, we will do the Pledge of Allegiance to the Christian flag. I pledge allegiance to the Christian flag and to the Savior of kingdom and stands. One fellowship, uniting all Christians, in service and in love. And now the Pledge of Allegiance to the American flag. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the Republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. And now we will have the Pledge of Allegiance to the Bible, which is located below me here. I pledge allegiance to the Bible, God's holy word, and will take the lamp unto my feet, a light unto my path, and will hide its words in my heart, that I may not sin against God. And now we will have our first song, which is, like if I don't have it, I guess I'll have to join with the pastor. Let there be peace on earth.
Tom said, thank you for being here this evening. It's a wonderful time to gather during this period of Thanksgiving to look into our hearts and to see what God has for us as we give unto God. In moments of silence now, let us draw near to God as we pray our prayers of repentance and we reflect on God's provision. Oh Lord, we know that we must come before you. We must break down the barriers that keep us from you by confessing our sins, for recognizing all that is within us that keeps us from being peace in the world and in our community and in our homes. Please, oh Lord, strengthen us in order that we could fulfill your will and be obedient to you in providing peace to all. We thank you, O oh God, for so many things. And we come before you this night to remember all that you've done for us, for the sacrifice that you made, sacrifices that our countrymen have made in order for us to have such freedom and to remember and to celebrate the spirit of thanksgiving that is upon us. In your holy name, Amen. chapter 16 verses 7 through 13 that day David first appointed Asaph and his associates to give praise to the Lord in this manner give praise to the Lord proclaim his name make known among the nations what he has done sing to him sing praise to him tell of all his wonderful acts glory in his holy name let the hearts of those who seek the Lord rejoice. Look to the Lord in his strength. Seek his face always. Remember the wonders he has done, his miracles and the judgments he pronounced. You, his servants, the descendants of Israel, his chosen ones, the children of Jacob. Good evening. Good evening. I would like to start off the night with the reading of Psalm 103 through 5. Know that the Lord is God. It is He who made us, and we are His. We are His people, the sheep of His pasture. Enter His gates with thanksgiving in your heart and his courts with praise, and give thanks to him and praise his name. For the Lord is good, and his love endureth forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. Today, 
celebration has evolved into a three-day celebration with feasting on Thursday, shopping on Black Friday. I don't know why it's called Black Friday. <laughs> and uh, whatever's left over on Saturdays. The first Thanksgiving celebration was also three days. It was a three-day feasting. Um, but their focus was on giving thanks to God for their survival, not for all the material things that we focus on. Who were these people? And what did they have to be thankful for? They were a mixed group of English religious dissidents, consisting of one group who became known as pilgrims, and they believed their religious beliefs were irreconcilable with the Church of England and called for total separation from the church. The other group were called Puritans, who thought they could purify the Church of England from what they considered bad practices, which were mostly considered Catholic. Attendance to the Church of England was mandatory. Both groups were fined and sometimes were imprisoned for the practices. As persecution increased, some believed the only way they could practice their beliefs were by leaving England and going to North America. After much negotiation with different people in England, they managed to obtain a land grant in Northern Virginia, that's what New England was called at the time, and two ships with supplies set sails to America. However, on one ship was Puritans, on the other ship were pilgrims. The ship that held the Puritans was forced to turn back to England because of spring lakes and the Mayflower, which we all know is the ship that came to America, departed 30 days later on September 30th, 1620. They departed with 102 passengers and approximately 32 crew. Among the passengers on board were 36 women. The rest were teenagers and males, or children and males at least. Now the combining of so many people aboard such a small space, arguments broke out concerning religious beliefs. There is a two-part series on TV, maybe some of you heard of it, called Saints and Strangers. Anybody here ever? Anyway, it uh, goes into the differences that the groups had with each other on the way over here. Now, one would think that since both groups were fleeing religious persecution, they would get along, but it was not to be. Governor William Bradford intervened and wrote 
what is known as the Mayflower Compact, which was voted on and approved by the male colonists. Women didn't have the right to vote then. This is the first instance of a self-governing pact signed and approved by the people. <clears throat> on November 9th, 1620, after 66 days at sea and aboard a ship with 132 people aboard, including the sh ship's crew, land was first sighted, which turned out to be Cape Cod. When the land was first by the way, I served in the Navy aboard a diesel sub, about 300 feet long, maybe 20 feet wide, crammed with equipment. 80 enlisted, 72 to 80 enlisted, 8 to 12 officers. And after a month at sea, you got pretty sick of each other but you had to hold together. We were trained, we were selected for that. So these people lasted 66 days, mixed, no training. So it's not unusual that they argued and didn't get along. When land was sighted, Bradford gave thanks to the Lord, comparing them to the Israelites who were delivered out of Egypt and also the answer to the question as to how they endured. What, this is his words, what could now sustain them but the Spirit of God and His grace? May not and ought not the children of these fathers rightly say, our fathers were Englishmen who came over this great ocean and were ready to perish in the wilderness. But they cried unto the Lord, and he heard their voice and looked on their adversity. Let them therefore praise the Lord, because he is good, and his mercies endureth forever. That's Psalm 105. Yea, let them which have been redeemed the Lord show how he has delivered them out of the hand of the oppressor. And that's also biblical as well, one, Psalm 107, uh, 2. They did not arrive at a land flowing with milk and honey. When they came ashore at Plymouth Mass, instead they arrived in winter short of food, no hope of building any shelters ashore. Therefore, they had to spend their first winter crowded aboard the ship they arrived on. They were also short on food and water. Upon exploration of the surrounding area, they came upon a deserted Indian village where they found supplies of beans and corn which helped them to survive the winter, but barely. Only five of the original women were alive when spring came. By May, another one died, and four out of 36 who left 
England were still alive. At the first Thanksgiving in the fall of 1621, there was a total of 53 out of 102 colonists still alive. 23 of these were listed as teenagers and children. So what did they have to be thankful for? First Thessalonians, it's always a verse I've had no problem with myself sometimes. Give thanks in all circumstances for this is God's will <clears throat> to you in Christ Jesus. So what does an event of early history that happened 398 years ago, I think that's right, have to do with us today? This set a stage for the great migration of the Puritans led by Governor John Winthrop, who gave his, firmest, his famous Sermon on the Hill, best known as a quote from Matthew 5:14, You are the light of the world. A city that is set on the hill cannot be hidden. The migration to America then extended to the rest of England and people by the thousands came, and then hundreds of thousands, not necessarily seeking religious freedom, but opportunity to improve themselves, both financially and socially. After the conclusion of the Revolutionary War and the adoption of the Constitution on March 4, 1789, the flood of people, a flood is the best ways to explain it. Coming to the United States increased into the millions, seeking opportunity for better lives for themselves and their future generations. We became a melting pot for people from all over the world, speaking just about every language known to man. They all wanted to live the American dream. One unifying of all the people was a common language, English. They learned it. My grandfather, my ancestors came over from Germany in this uh, late 1600s, early 1700s, and upon coming here, the family was told by the father, you will no longer speak German, you will only speak English. And of course, in those days, his, his uh, word was the law. The American dream that they all wanted to live, what was it? It's a set of ideas, democracy, rights, liberty, opportunity, and equality, in which freedom includes the opportunity for prosperity and success, as well as upward social mobility for the family and children, achieved through hard work. 
The second paragraph of the United States Declaration of Independence states, we hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal for certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. That to secure these rights, governments are instituted amongst men, deriving their just power from the consent of the governed. These ideas were made law by the adoption of the Constitution. Today, there are those who say the governed, that is the common man, you and I, are not capable of making these decisions as to whom shall govern them. The United States is divided today as never before, with the exception of the Civil War. The political divide has divided families, neighbors against neighbors, states against states. Although we are experiencing unprecedented prosperity, the talk about income inequality has increased even though the income for everyone has also increased. The basic argument, get to the root of the whole thing, between the two factions at war with each other is socialism versus capitalism. More government control of the economy. And your, and your choices in life to prevent you from making bad choices <coughs> versus independent choice. They're doing it for your benefit. Redistribution of wealth to eliminate income inequality has <coughs> also been brought up and discussed. The last redistribution of wealth worked so well in Venezuela, Cuba, and the former Soviet Union, and the other countries in the world, why not here? We all know how they turned out. One candidate trying to get the nomination for president, Bernie Sanders, pointed out that Venezuela has better income equality than America. That is an excellent example of socialism at work. They do have income equality, none. Instead of freedom that includes the opportunity for prosperity and success, as well as upward social mobility for the family and children achieved through hard work, the government would just give it to you. All you have to do is to give up the first part of the American dream, freedom of choice. I thank God to be living in the United States and having the opportunities that was given to me. I may not have made the most of these choices, sometimes making wrong choices, but they were mine to make. 
The United States is not perfect and never will be. We can only strive to correct the problems that we have because only God is perfect. This being said, America is still the greatest country on earth. Have a happy Thanksgiving. Thanking God for the bounty he has blessed us with. Thank you and may God bless the USA. Before we get into our song, I wanted to uh, read a prayer written by Joyce Breen. Um, at that time, we were, we were talking about praying more for our enemies. And this is what she wrote. We come to thee, O Lord of peace, asking for a blessing to open the eyes of our brethren that have been taught to hate their fellow man since birth, and they are not of our belief. We are asking, dear Lord, for a blessing of love and understanding to enter their hearts and minds, for their souls are in danger, and they have no one to pray for them. So we are asking for this blessing to go around the world, and thank you, dear Father, for listening to our plea. In your great name, amen. Thank you, Joyce. And now, uh, it was going to be a solo, but it was changed to a, we'll all do it, uh, my country, tis of thee, it's in the red hymn book on page 807.
For all those who are able, please stand for the call to, for the call to prayer. <clears throat> the Spirit helps us in our weakness, for we do not know what we should pray. The Spirit, the Spirit makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. God Almighty says, Call to me, and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things which you do not know. Friends of God always ought to pray and not lose heart. The Lord is near to all who call upon him, to all who call upon him in truth. God will fulfill the desire of all who fear him. He also will hear their cry and save them. Lord God, thank you, thank you for hearing our cries for help as we seek your peace and safety in the United States of America as we walk out the world. One of our scripture readings this evening is taken from Psalms 100. This is a new international version. Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. Know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of this pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. For the Lord is good and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. Um, this is a song called The Star Spangled Banner Waving Somewhere that was written in 1942 by Paul Roberts and was sung by several artists. The song was thought to be wrote for a young man who was crippled and could not join the forces. President Roosevelt asked Elton Britt to come to the White House to sing this song that wrung the hearts of all Americans here at home. And <clears throat> I remember this, <laughs> this song because I had five brothers in that war. And this was sung everywhere. There's a star.
Today, or this evening, is the week before Thanksgiving. And we, as a nation, should be very thankful for everything that we have. But we, God's children, should be more thankful that we get to come here every day, every week, and we get to have the Lord hear everything that we want to ask him. So with that, I am going to say, Lord, Please hear our prayers for all the people in this church. Lord, hear our prayer. For all the people who need you so much, Lord, and they don't even know it, that you will turn their heads, you will whisper in their ear, and make them understand what a wonderful life you can have when you are, have a relationship with him. So Lord, hear our prayers. Also, Lord, we thank you for all that we get every day, all the freedoms we have that we can come and go and do exactly what we want to do because we, as your children, always try, strive to do the best that we can. So, Lord, hear our prayers. prayers. With all this, Lord, I thank you that you've given me the opportunity to stand here this evening and to tell you out loud what I try to tell you every day and I'm sure that everyone in this room feels the same way. And even though there's only a few of us, Lord, we are here because of you. Lord, hear our prayer. Amen. From Thessalonians 5, verses 12 through 18. The final instructions. Now we ask you, brothers and sisters, to acknowledge those who work hard among you, who care for you in the Lord, and who admonish you. Hold them in the highest regard in love because of their work. Live in peace with each other, and we urge you, brothers and sisters, warn those who are idle and disruptive, encourage the disheartened, help the weak, be patient with everyone. Make sure that nobody pays back wrong for wrong, but always strive to do what is good for each other 
and for everyone else. Rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. For our benedictions tonight, we're going to use the words of the Apostle Paul, found in Philippians 4, verses 4 through 7. This is entitled, Final Exaltations. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to the law. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything. But in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Song. Now we'll have our closing song. for coming. We have coffee and cookies downstairs. Please join us. Thank you, Tom. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. You better say this. I got another one. Oh, yes. What's the bad one? You just want to read.